Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. Today, I have Christine with me from New Jersey, America. Um, she is only 23 and she was diagnosed with schizophrenia a couple of years ago. And she had yeah. multiple diagnoses. Hello, Christina. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. Okay, good. So, you know, usually I start the show by asking the guest how it all started. So, Christine, how how did your mental health journey start? You were diagnosed with schizophrenia in 2018. So tell me about that. What happened um, with your diagnosis? Okay, so let me think. I, I My symptoms actually started when I was very young. Yeah. And I want to say, like, I was around uh, six years old when I had my first uh, suicidal ideation. Okay. So I was very young when my mental health began to decline. Yeah. And uh, I, would, I would commonly, from that age up until I was a late teenager – be very depressed, you know, lethargic, anxious. Um, it didn't really develop into a full-blown schizophrenia until I, I would like to say around 18. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a bit of a journey because it started out with just depression, simple depression. And then I began to hear voices. I began to have delusions, um, as young as six. Really? I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh kind of like unusual isn't it to have it at such an early age it is it's usually people don't develop schizophrenia until they're in their 20s yeah so it was very unusual for for someone like me i mean like very commonly i'd have delusions about my parents about my friends um it was almost every day i'd be bombarded with these like subliminal messaging from my from my own brain you know you know um i was talking about this before but but you know, there, you know, there's differing ideas of what causes severe mental illness. Um, but you know, there's there's a case for just being predisposition, because the statistics, you know, the one in one hundred patient people get schizophrenia, that stays pretty much constant, right? So yeah. that 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 does that does back up the predisposition theory. Do you know what I mean? Rather than you know, because some people say you go for a trauma, so maybe the trauma triggers it. But you know, you know, there is. But you know, if the statistics say the same, it's kind of that kind of says. You know, there's like a predisposition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. I mean, there's a lot of theories behind why schizophrenia uh, shows up, um, and one of the very common theories, like you said, it's a predisposition. Uh, like a genetic factor almost yeah. like if you that's why if you have family history of certain things then that's when you're going to develop it i do have mental illness in my family but no one else has schizophrenia i was the first one to develop something that severe and that um that impactful in my life okay so so you're only 23 um you're but but you started early, so that's okay. That's, yeah. Because you sound quite, you sound um, what's the word? Quite um, lucid. You know, you sound you sound fine. 
Um, whereas, you know, for a regular person who had who was 23 and had schizophrenia, they might be in a chronic phase. Are you, are you in a chronic phase or, or not? Uh, I think the reason why I sound so lucid and I sound so with it is because of my medicine yeah. easily because I take a lot of pills, uh, yeah. a lot of pills. And um, it's they help me stay cognitively there. Um, when I was younger, I struggled a lot with like schoolwork and all that stuff because of the district. The, the disorientation you get from schizophrenia and um it got better as time went on and as soon as i got on meds it almost got 100 percent better like i don't hallucinate anymore i don't have delusions i don't have uh ideas of reference i'm very with it i actually think i saw on your profile on the net when you know when i was researching you that you take a you do take a lot of medication don't you I do. I take, I think, around 11 to 12 wow. pills a day. That's, yeah. That's quite it's, unusual, it's, to be honest with you. It is. It's an incredible amount of medicine. And I think it also is because I have comorbidities as well as schizophrenia. I have ADHD. I have the obvious depression. My schizophrenia is actually schizoaffective bipolar type. So, yeah. um... Yeah, I get the bipolar aspect of bipolar illness as well with the schizophrenia. So how does those medications affect you? They um they they help me greatly and uh I honestly could not be the way I am right now without them. I, I mean I'm working, I'm working a very stressful job, um I'm living life with friends and family and I'm trying to get myself out there and be active in my community and stuff. Not with this virus going around, obviously, but um, I try my best to live a very functional life and these meds make that possible. I mean, do you agree with your psychiatrist prescribing you that amount of medication? Um, I was at first very hesitant because I was, I was always the person growing up saying, oh, I don't want to take pills, I don't want to take pills, I don't want to ever take pills. Yeah. And that's what made me resistant to getting treatment so young. I hid all my symptoms from everybody so no one would uh, uh, diagnose me and no one would treat me because I was afraid of having to take medicine. But um, once, I, once I got diagnosed with schizophrenia, it kind of became a necessity to get on pills because it was, it's just, it's just so cognitively upsetting. It's so... Yeah. It's a different world having the brain of a schizophrenic. So were you hallucinating? Um, I, w I was actively hallucinating when I, before I was diagnosed. I had, I had voices, um, a lot of voices. I also had visuals, but uh, the visuals were kind of rare. But they would occur in the morning usually. I would have did, people how, standing over. How did the visuals yeah. work? How did the visuals work? Okay, so... Um, I would wake up in the morning and I would have these shadow people. They look like shadows, yeah. but they're shaped like people and they'd be standing over me doing something like pointing at me or just staring at me. And they had no eyes, they had no face, they had no structure, but they looked like shadow people. They were like, I, I don't know, like when I woke up and I would see them, I'd be like, I'd be like oh God, people are watching me again. It would, it would think, it would make me think that I was under scrutiny, like I was constantly being observed. Was it scary? Oh, it was terrifying. I hated it. I hated waking up and seeing um, these shadow people. And then, and then, concurrently, while I was seeing the shadow people, I was hearing voices saying, "Kill, kill yourself, kill yourself," or just other random, jumbled up nonsense. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's just a voice talking to me. 
you know, when I was, I got, I first became ill when I was about 25. Uh, that, that, that's a very standard age. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is when I, when I was younger in my twenties, um, my hallucinations, they ceased, it, but it was, it was, it was recently, um, I'm 45 now, but it was about 10 years ago where they started up again quite severely. So, so, you know, when you're young and strong, you know, that's good, but you just got to be careful when you get older as well. Cause what happened to me, I think, um, but I guess there's no, you know, obviously it's different, every, different for everybody, I, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the resurgence of, of um, symptoms is usually due to medication stopping stopping its actions yeah. on you. Uh, it's usually when your body, they say every nine years your body cycles out the medicine that you take. That means you have to start up a new pill, a new regimen as opposed to the old one. Mm-hmm. That's what they, at least that's what my psychiatrist tells me. She says that eventually your body gets used to the substance you're taking and then you can have a resurgence of symptoms. So I'm always I'm always wary of if if I'm hallucinating or if I'm having a delusion, whether or not it's new or it's old or you know. I've never heard that before, you know, um, because yeah, my my psychiatrist, you know, it's different. You know, I I'm, I sometimes think maybe the medical um, medical uh, advancements, uh, you know, medical is medicine's more advanced in America than in Britain. Um, but I've not, my psychiatrist has never said that to me, um, because I, I definitely have noticed that, you know, getting used to the medication and, um, and had a resurgence of symptoms. So, so, but they, that that is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen to everybody. Some people are able to take one pill for their entire lives and be okay. okay. They think that schizophrenics are notably more resistant to that. Like our brain works around the chemicals that we put in our body and they set up, set ourselves up for failure basically because the brain wants to be diseased. It wants to have that, that, uh, because that's just how we're wired, you know, from birth or whenever we are wired to have this draw to a mental illness. So, Christine, you told me earlier you actually work as a psychiatric nurse. I do, yes. So that gives you quite a unique perspective in your day job. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so I work on a children's ward for mentally ill children. Yeah. Um, it's in a it's in a psychiatric hospital in New Jersey. It's very uh, it's it's a nice place to be because it's. From compared to the psych wards I've been on as a patient, it's very vibrant, it's very friendly, it's very warm, the staff are great. Because um, I always think about my times when I was in the psychiatric ward when I was younger, and uh, I think of it as a very negative experience. Mm. So I try to make it positive for the kids by being friendly, helpful, because a lot of these kids are young and they're getting started on these medications that are very detrimental. So you want to be able to take care of them, help them understand what's happening with their brains and their bodies, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, so how did, um, you know, when you, when you applied for the job, how did that work with you having schizophrenia and these various conditions? I mean, did you face discrimination? I mean, what, what was that like? Um, I don't really know if I 
face discrimination, I did not bring it up in my interview. I kept it very simple. Like, I, I'm a nurse. I'm trained classically as a nurse. I just want to help people. Psych psychiatry is my forte. I didn't say why it was my forte because it's it's my it's my focus in life because I am mentally ill myself. But um, I just I kind of kept it out of the interview. I do not bring it up at work. I keep it to myself. Uh, just so no one knows. I think maybe one other nurse knows. I think I told her because I was taking this, the same pill as one of our patients. And I'm like, oh, this pill makes you thirsty, so we're going to have to give her water. And that led to, how'd you know that? And I was like, well, because I take it. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, um, it, it, you should have seen kind of like the face you get, the response you get from revealing something like that. It was lithium. Um, and lithium is known to make you thirsty. So I said, yeah, lithium makes you thirsty. We're going to have to get her a lot of water, like a water bottle or something. And she was like, how would you know that? And I said, well, I take it. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it never was brought up again. I don't think I've ever faced discrimination. But you, but you, but you were thinking about that, weren't you? I mean, if you didn't mention that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I was, I was thinking about, like, what, what, what was going to happen if I said this? And so I said it, and it was okay. Uh, they, she seemed to be fine with it. Like people don't always ask. Not everyone's curious, especially nurses. We just want to know why you take it, just for your health reasons, not not really for like, you know, oh, this person's like a mentally ill crazy person. You know what I mean? Hmm. So how about your friends and family? How do they? How? I mean, yeah. Obviously, you've had an illness from a young age. So, but how do they treat you? Did you did you notice them treat you any differently because of because of your schizophrenia diagnosis? Uh, I did. I had a long term boyfriend at the time, who uh, when I was diagnosed, who left me almost instantly. Yeah. So he said he said he was done. I'm like, all right, I guess that's it. And he was like, "Yeah, I can't be with you because you're you're too crazy." And I was like, "Okay," but um, my other, my, all my friends and family have been very supportive. They've been um understanding of my hallucinations, understanding of my my paranoia. They've been very supportive. It's just that one person was enough to upset me over my diagnosis, and that's when I told myself, "I will keep it to myself unless it the time calls and I need to reveal it." Yeah. I think, um, and so what about at school as well, when you were at school? Um, at school I got judged, uh, because, specifically in college, because I was, uh, sectioned, um, I was, I guess, Baker acted, uh, I want to say my, uh, my junior year, yeah, my junior year of college, and, uh, everyone knew because I was missing for about a week and a half and everyone assumed the worst. And I had, the hard part was telling my professors that like, Oh, it's because I was in the hospital and I really don't want to tell you why, but like I have, I had, I had a crisis and I needed to be addressed. And so it, it, the, the peers did see me differently because they saw me getting let out into an ambulance at my therapist's office. And they were, like, watching it happen. It was right between class changes. So, um, yeah, it was, it was 
a little upsetting because I knew everyone would treat me differently once they saw me again, and they did treat me differently. They did uh, judge me, and they did uh, question me and all that other stuff. Yeah. He said that is definitely what I find to be quite a difficult aspect of um, having schizophrenia because you can't, I mean, you kind of, you do, you know, like any severe illness, you do need support. Um, and it's always difficult with schizophrenia, you're double guessing yourself because you're second guessing yourself because you're thinking, if I tell the truth, this person is going to get afraid and just not speak to me. You know, when really you just, everybody needs a kind word and a bit of support, you know? Um, exactly. So that's tough. That's tough. So, um, yeah, so you ha you've had hallucinations. Do you want to speak about your delusions? Is that something you want to share? Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. Um, most common delusion I had as a child, when I was very young, I was very young, that my parents are out to get me. Yeah. Not in the standard they're out to uh, get me in trouble, as parents will do. It was more like, oh, they're going to cut me up and feed me to the neighbors <laughs> type of delusion. <laughs> it, it was it was the weirdest delusion I ever had, and it was persistent. It lasted for about a year. I was afraid of my parents in every aspect, and they had no – my parents are great. My parents are great people. They have, they've done nothing wrong to me. I mean, we all make mistakes and stuff, but they've been excellent. They've been ultimately supportive and very, and very loving and kind about everything. But uh, at that young age, my delusion was that they were gonna, they were trying to make me eat a lot, and then they were gonna kill me, and then we're gonna feed me to the neighbors. You know, so, I, so I refused, I refused to eat, and I would often starve myself because I was so afraid of that. You know, I think when you're young, your parents are such a big figure in your life. Um, Sorry, I reckon that makes sense, yeah? You would have delusions about your parents. You know, even when when I was first became ill, I used to think my parents were trying to poison me. You know, I remember once they made some dinner and it was wrapped up in foil, and that's the first time I'd seen that, and I thought, I just got poison in it, and I didn't eat it. And, and afterwards, I felt really guilty. I thought they made me a nice meal, and I was, like, being, uh, you know, being stupid about it, and... But yeah, that's just that's just part of part of it, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. So so, what else? What other delusions have you gone through? Um, a lot of delusions of persecution. Mm. So, for example, I would think that everyone's talking about me. Everyone's reading my thoughts. Everyone's thinking that I'm, I'm a. I'm crazy, even though this is before I had the definition of crazy really set out, before I was diagnosed. Yeah. This was when I was really young, and um, I would often think that uh, people were reading my thoughts, so I would change my thought pattern around, try to get, try to fool them, and if they looked at me funny, that means they caught me changing my thoughts. Yeah, I know you mean. Okay, fine. And, um, you know, because... Uh... Yeah, I find I delete the delusions with schizophrenia are quite tough because obviously you're second guessing your mind. Um, you know, you can't trust your mind, can you? Um, which is which can be very scary. And um, what I was going to say is, what do you think? Um, what do you think schizophrenia is? What do you, you know? What, do you think it's a physical uh, brain disorder or something else? 
I think it's um well from what I know, schizophrenia is a uh, is a physiological condition due to high levels of dopamine in the brain. So um, dopamine, when you have too much of it, actually erodes your uh, brain matter. It'll actually uh, shrink your brain. And uh, every time you have a psychotic uh, episode, it shrinks even more and more and more. Yeah. So my my thoughts are um, schizophrenia is definitely a physiological condition. You can see it on MRI scans. You can see the, the shrunken frontal lobe, how tiny it gets and how wrinkled and deformed it can become because of that constant exposure to dopamine. Really? So if that's the case, why is there not a blood test or like a physical, a medical test to diagnose it? Um, from my understanding, you can diagnose it with an MRI scan. Uh, you can easily see the brain destruction in someone's skull after a long term, a long amount of, a long, a long time of, uh, constant delusions and hallucinations. You can actually see the decay. And that's why, um, people with schizophrenia are also at a high risk for Alzheimer's and, and uh, dementia, mm -hmm. because as you lose that brain matter, your brain ages because, you know, it's destructive. But, but, but you're talking with your nurse hat on, aren't you? I want you to I tell am, me. I am, I am, yeah. I want you to tell me what you think with your patient hat on. Patient hat, okay. Um, I actually don't know because I look at, I look at things very medically and mechanically. That's just how my brain functions. As a patient, I see taking my medicine as the best defense against repetitive uh, psych psychosis. Um, if I keep taking my meds, I'm going to stay nice and sane, and I'm not going to lose my brain matter, and I'm going to stay young and functioning. Um, as a patient, I see I, I kind of do wish they had blood tests for schizophrenia. I'm not sure what they would check for because I don't know what the the, the markers would be for something like that because you have to know what you're looking for when you take a blood test. But uh, I do know MRIs, like they, they, they scanned my head and they saw a shrinkage in the frontal lobe. So they were like, yeah, you definitely have some sort of function, functionary issue in your brain. Mm. Yeah, because... Um... I, yeah, I do. You're the first person who has explained the medical um, effects of schizophrenia on the brain. And that is interesting. And I, I think I've heard of that before. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have my own theories, but I guess I guess that's what you do. You do. You do have your own theories about what the illness is, and what, you know, what causes your hallucinations and because you need to rationalize it, right? Uh, yeah, I I seek to rationalize why it happens, and my brain is already very medical, yeah. so I was I was like, oh yeah, this is totally what's happening to me. Um, but it could be it could be any number of things. They really don't know what causes schizophrenia. They really aren't sure yet. Like I I I've read many papers from different viewpoints, and uh, 
Um, some people think it's trauma-based. Others think it's the chemical-based, which is the dopamine uh, action. Some people think it's glutamate, which is a completely a completely different um, neurotransmitter in the brain. And that's what the newer drugs are uh, aimed to treat, the glutamate path pathway, as opposed to the dopamine pathway. And uh, it all depends on each person. It could be a number of reasons why uh, schizophrenia exists. It could be um, different for every individual who has it. Okay, fine. So that's fantastic. I think you know you're 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 working, you're coping, uh, you have a good handle on it. What do you what do you do out of work when you want to relax yourself, relax, soothe your mind? Um, I know you talked. I know you do some artwork. So why don't you talk? Tell tell me about that. Okay, I'm a photographer. So when I'm not working as a nurse, I uh, I use my camera and I get some extra cash, and I also create art. And um, I shoot weddings, events, stuff like that, but my main focus is portraits. So I try to express my feelings and thoughts and my mind through portraits. Yeah. And does that help you? It helps a lot. It's very therapeutic. It's one way to relax myself. I feel much more at ease when I'm taking pictures. It's it's a world I'm very comfortable in. Um, yeah, it's 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 very helpful for me yeah you know i do i do exactly the same i i like i love taking photographs as well you know so i'll take the photographs i'll put them on my computer edit them and then share them and like you say it is very therapeutic definitely it it is so therapeutic and it makes me feel great with this this virus that's going around i haven't been able to shoot yeah. because everyone's kind of self-quarantining so i I feel like I'm going a little stir-crazy. This is when the mental illness comes out. Like, there isn't any anything to preoccupy my mind with. And you're also a gamer, right? I am a gamer. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, get, get it on. I'm proud of that fact because I've been gaming ever since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does it help? Does it help? It, it most certainly does. Uh, I'll, I'll game with my sister, who's also another big gamer. She's four years younger than me, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually last night we were playing Minecraft. Uh, we were building in Minecraft. Okay, that's fantastic. My... That's fantastic, Christine. Let's let's wrap it up here. Um, you've been absolutely pleasure to speak with. Uh, you're very you. very illuminating. You know, it's very, you know, um, I think I think you spoke as a as a sufferer and also as a professional, you know, which is, which gives you an interesting perspective. Um, and, you know, it is, you know, a couple of people I've interviewed have asked if they can come back. So, you know, that offer is open to you as well. Once, once we get a few more episodes done, definitely look at bringing people back to talk further on how they're doing, you know, further reflection. Um, so, yeah. So I would love to. I would love to come back. You've been great talk, talk, to talk to, and I actually love getting the information out there and talking talking about what goes on in my head. Yeah, that, I, I think I think that's you know that's we just got to talk more, and it's fantastic. So thank you very much, um, and uh, we will end the show on some electronic music, which Christine expressed uh, a, a like for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much.